0: Japan 2.0 Welcome to the Japan 2.0 podcast. My name is Matt, and today I'm bringing you a very special interview I conducted with two members of the Japan 2.0 community, Jordan and Mike. I got to sit down with Jordan and Mike as they were visiting Osaka. Uh, We kind of met up through a weird coincidence. Actually, it was—it's a pretty amazing story, and we touch upon it in the interview. Um, But I had a really great time with them. Um, They're really cool people. I sat down with them and we talked about their travels in in Japan, and we were able to walk around Osaka a little bit. And it was it was too brief, you know. I w- really wish I had more time with them, but uh, they were gracious enough to record this episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with all of you. So I hope you enjoy this special interview. And without further delay, let's let's get into it. exclusive. Uh, We are sitting out in uh, a park in Osaka, in Americamura, and I'm here with two special guests, um, fans of the show. So we kind of had a meetup, like a Japan 2.0 meetup today. Um, uh, Could you introduce yourselves?
1: I'm Jordan,
0: and I'm Mike, and I'm Matt, and uh, yeah, we're just I've been enjoying talking with you guys today, and I've been taking you around Osaka a li- Well, a little bit. Um, I know you guys came out here to visit and check out, you know, all the stuff that, like, tourists check out in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how have you been en- enjoying uh, Japan so far?
1: Um, I've been loving it. It's a lot different from at home. It seems like there's something to do every single day, and you can just walk into an area and find... A million different stores or restaurants, just always something.
2: I think uh, one of the things that stands out the most to me is like just walking around at night has been pretty uh, pretty eye opening. Back home, if you're walking around, there's like nobody there, or it just feels strange. But uh, we're staying right near Shimokitazawa, and even when we're walking around at like twelve thirty, there's just people, and it's just nice and like quiet. A lot less
0: honking too. There's yeah. no honking. No, right? yeah. You can't believe it. You're in a big metropolitan yeah. like area, and there's nobody's honking their horn. I've heard six honks, I think. <laughs> uh, typically, I find when people ring the bell on their bikes, it's oh, pretty yeah. extreme. Like it's really like them being upset with you, yeah. and you look and you you can tell they're like furious, like you didn't get out of their way or something. Yeah. Uh, but because it's so rare right. for somebody to do something like that. Um, yeah, what have you guys seen? What have, what have been some of the, the coolest things that you've seen since you've been in um, Japan?
1: So we've been here three weeks so far, and we're in Tokyo for three weeks, and we just made it to Kyoto and Osaka. Um, I think the highlights for me so far was going to the monkey park, which is cool to see wild animals so close to you. Um, back in Tokyo, we went to Yanaka, And it was raining that day, but it was just really nice to walk through the streets. And we found an Indian restaurant um, called Taj Mahal. And that was probably like one of our favorite meals that we've had. It's really ornately decorated inside. Um, It's really beautiful and affordable. (laughs) Um, What about you, Mike?
2: Um, I loved the Grand Sumo Tournament. That was really, really awesome. Um, I guess in terms of like restaurants, the we were talking earlier about it, but uh, Mother in Shimokitazawa was pretty mind blowing. It's like all designed by hand, I think, and it looks like you're dining inside of a cave where there's a tree stump in the middle. That place was awesome. Um, I guess just like enjoying the, the the quiet nature of everything is pretty like eye-opening too. Like, it just seems like at a base level, there's a lot less aggression happening around us every day. Like, that's been probably the most
0: prominent thing. It's like we're in the middle of Osaka right now, and it's a quiet park, you know? There's Mm -hmm. roads, like, going parallel to us. There's a police station over there um, about ready to go arrest somebody.
1: Yeah, uh, the police car, you never but know. <laughs> but yeah, but
0: still, like it's it's so quiet, right? Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how long have you guys been here in Japan?
1: So we've been here for three weeks so far, and we have one more week to go. So we're gonna spend the rest of today in Osaka. Tomorrow we're going to head back to Tokyo, and then we're going to forget what it's called, but an onsen that's like three hours north of Tokyo and then we'll head back to Tokyo for two more days. Mike's got a tattoo appointment the last day and then we're heading back to Detroit.
2: Yeah, you should go to the on- onsen first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to get a tattoo at uh, Ichi Tattoo from Ichi Hitano. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I guess he's a guy that a lot of people travel to get tattooed by and I was lucky enough to put in a reservation ahead of time so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh,
0: That's awesome. How did you come to, um, like, did you know about this I, tattoo parlor before? Or? Uh, just actually, I did a lot of research on Instagram, and
2: I was originally going to get tattooed at Three Tides, which is a really famous place uh, here um, in Tokyo, but uh, they didn't want, they would only do it in an American style, American traditional style, so when I, I was didn't want to get my tattoo done in an American traditional style while I'm here in Japan. Uh, So I contacted uh, Ichi and uh, yeah, they're super open to giving me something uh, in uh, his particular style which is like kind of a very interesting Japanese style. Um, Lots of different animals. So I'm getting a panther tattoo uh, to match uh, my father's panther tattoo. Oh, but awesome. In a, in a Japanese style, yeah.
0: Is this your first tattoo?
2: Uh, no, I have two. Uh, I have, um, uh, embarrassingly enough, I have skater Die tattooed on my knee. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so I got that uh, as an impulse uh, with two of my friends when we were 19. And I've got some uh, horrible uh, album artwork on my other arm here. Uh, so <laughs> so this will be uh, by far the best tattoo I'm getting and the most well-thought-out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. when you come to Japan, I mean, they're kind of known for, like, their, their famous tattoos, and they're kind of like artisans, you know, like, I mean, these there are these people that have been doing it for so many years. So, do you know how long he's been doing tattoos? Uh, I think it said
2: 15 years or something along yeah. those lines, and he, has, he hasn't been doing it just in Japan. It's been in, like, I think he said he's done it in California, mm-hmm. like, San Francisco, uh, Germany, A few other places and then he's had his store or his shop here for a number of years and it seems like he trains people uh here as well so
0: yeah I'm that's definitely going to be one of the highlights of the yeah the trip for sure yeah definitely stay in touch and let me know how it it turned out because I'm that's yeah, yeah, really cool
2: he hasn't told me how long it's going to take so that'll uh, that'll be interesting <laughs> it might well. be a few
0: days <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you, you guys want to do before you leave I mean it seems like you've done a lot of uh, I mean a lot of things that a lot of people do when they come to Japan mm-hmm. and then also I've, I've been following your Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and uh, you've been doing a lot of more niche things like going to Harajuku and trying on the cool fashions and mm-hmm. um Uh, But is there anything that you haven't had a chance to do yet that you'd really like to do?
1: Um, I would really like to go up to Nikko. Uh, It's a historical area and they've got a really famous bridge and all sorts of like temples and shrines that you can see. It's supposed to be like one of the world heritage sites. So I'd really like to check that out. We're supposed to do that in a couple days here after we get back from the onsen. So hopefully we get to make it there still.
2: Yeah, and uh, I was, I'm looking forward to doing a, t- a tea ceremony, uh, hopefully, in Nico. We missed our tea ceremony, was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, we had so much stuff planned. We were bound to forget something. And during uh, the, the performance at Gion, Gion Corner, Gion Corner uh, Jordan whispered to me, we totally forgot our tea ceremony. That so, I <laughs> reserved that, three months ago. Yeah, that ago. we reserved three months ago and paid for. <laughs> so
0: that was pretty cool. Was it at a temple?
1: It was at a place called Camellia Tea Room, Okay. and I guess you have to reserve there for, it's like a one-on-one experience,
0: and mm-hmm. you have
1: to reserve a few months in advance, which I did, and I paid for it and everything, and then I just, you know, there's so much stuff going on and so many things we've been doing every single day that I was bound to forget one thing and yeah that's what i forgot but
0: I, i'm sure they kind of expect it because yeah. i mean a lot of people that come especially if you go to tokyo you could get caught up in doing a lot of right. things and um so i mean they're probably a little perturbed but i'm sure yeah. you guys
1: I need to apologize. are all right
0: and i'm yeah. sure they'll be okay they're, they're drinking tea with like
2: 60 bucks in their pocket or something along yeah. those lines so i think they'll be all right yeah yeah they're gonna be
3: fine Gatsukeba So
1: it's one month total, um, a week more to go now, and yeah. then heading back to Detroit.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, what do you? how do you feel about taking that much time? I mean, it, it feels, that to me seems like a, a pretty long time yeah. to go anywhere. Um, I mean, are you missing home, or...?
1: I miss my parents, and I miss, you know, my best friend Katie, I miss her a lot. Um,
0: Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Katie
1: and Laura. Um, besides that, honestly, the only thing I miss about home is my car. Like I miss driving so much. Um, even though the transportation here is amazing, you can get around anywhere so easily. Um, the ease of having a car is something I want back really badly, like I can't go somewhere, you know, far away here without you know, having to worry about what train do I take and how much it's going to cost. Where at home I could just jump in the car and be somewhere, you know, quicker.
2: How do you feel about that? Madden? Yeah, I think that my consumption of both music and podcasts has completely like hit zero here, and that's only because we've uh, been needing to pay attention, like to when we're when we need when excuse me when we need to get off th- trains. So like I think in time. Uh, we would be able to, you know, listen to things, uh, or I would be able to listen to things again. But yeah, that is a, it is different. Uh, sometimes it's nice to just go for a drive and like discover things. Um, you know, go to a full different state on a whim is, is pretty cool. I mean, you can kind of do that with the Shinkansen here. That's kind of what we did. But uh, yeah, the, the car, the car I miss, and man, that might be it.
0: Uh, like, I'm trying to like, <laughs>
1: our cats yeah our our cats cats. our cats (laughs) are at home
0: don't neglect the cats (laughs) (laughs) cat shout out yeah Yeah, cat (laughs) shout out
2: and uh yeah just a few of my buddies my buddy hassan uh mainly so looking forward to give giving him some of our uh souvenirs and you know we'll be when we get home we'll probably miss here a lot Yeah. yeah The
1: one thing i don't miss about home is that Here you're able, like especially me as like a woman, like at home, you know, living in Detroit, I didn't feel comfortable going out by myself at night. Um, And here I feel like, you know, it's probably also just me being naive and, you know, bad things happen everywhere, but I feel a lot safer here. Like one night Mike went to a concert, he went to see Tim Hecker, and I just wasn't interested, so... I spent the night like out exploring Shibuya by myself and I got to like go watch street performers and just wander around the streets and I felt like totally comfortable and that was pretty awesome because I don't think I've ever felt like that before.
0: Yeah, it's pretty striking the the comparison. Um, I mean, if you're from Detroit, I guess, then yeah, I imagine there's some places that, you know, are pretty rough. Um, it from being from California, that was one of the first things I noticed too, because mm. um, you know, living in downtown Los Angeles area, uh, you do walk out at night. You do put away like some money in mm-hmm. your shoe, or you put it like you know, mm-hmm. at your leave it at your house and take what you need to get the coffee or dinner or whatever. And um, I never feel that way out here. And I, yeah, I'm less concerned about, you know, something happening when my wife is out or, um, you know, I, I just feel so much safer. One of the first things I saw when I went to Tokyo was uh, it was like 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And there were these this pair of like school children, like walking, yeah, like in it? the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was I was like, they don't have parents or anything. Yeah. What is going on? You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's probably not even safe to do that out here. But um, but still, like that juxtaposition is just incredible, and it's something that you're not quite quite right. used to. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I, there, I'm sure there's a million things I could ask you, uh, but this is the problem when when Matt gets to interview, <laughs> he's not very good at it. Uh, uh, yeah. um I was gonna ask a, about a little bit about. Um, English like so Mm. how do you how do you feel like David and I we talk about this a lot on the podcast and um, Do you feel there are a lot of like? um, There's a lot of English in town or or do you feel like you've seen more English in certain places or there are places where you've been the most confused?
1: Uh, So in Tokyo, I felt like it was quite easy Um, But we we did take about four months of Japanese lessons before we came Um, so You know, we know the basics like how to order on a menu, how to ask to try something on, um, casual conversation stuff. I feel pretty confident with, so I feel like maybe I have a little bit of a leg up compared to you know people who haven't learned anything. Um, But even so, with that, there were a lots of places in Tokyo where every you know pretty much everything had English on it. Um, The only place I felt like I've really struggled have been in like some train stations um, or on a train, you know, they won't have any English about, you know, what stop is coming up next and they'll just speak it in Japanese. And so, you know, that's been a little bit hard. Um, In Kyoto, it seemed like there was a lot less English writing, but whenever we've gone into a restaurant, um, people have spoke perfect English to us. Like every server that we've had has been, you know, incredibly helpful and has explained everything into the menu on us in, like, perfect English. So that was a little bit strange because I wasn't expecting that without seeing the English writing.
2: Yeah, I guess I feel the same way. I feel like uh, coming back with more Japanese uh, under our belt would be beneficial because I felt like a lot of the places with English menus tended to be similar things. Like, we ended up eating, like, pork katsu i don't even know how many times, just because that was like the it seemed, it seemed like them yeah, so it seemed like the the more I guess like popular stuff was in English for sure, but I bet you, if we had known more Japanese, we would be able to uh, find the restaurants that we
0: were craving uh more easily Yeah, even even though i 've been here for three years, there's still a lot of restaurants in my neighborhood that are intimidating because yeah, yeah. I mean. Even if you learn hiragana and katakana, which are the the first two Mm -hmm. parts of the language Mm -hmm. you learn, um, you could read some basic stuff. But Mm. typically, all the food is in uh, kanji. So, you know, you'll go to a restaurant and you see, like, this kanji on the menu and there's no English. And you get really (laughs) intimidated. But those are the restaurants, like you were saying. Uh, that have the more unique items on the menu it's kind of like um the restaurant we were at today Mm -hmm. um uh, mk rico which i've I've talked about on the podcast before um it's a friend of mine so i'm shilling yes but um (laughs) (laughs) but uh their restaurant has very unique foods and very like uh i don't know i would say homemade style foods yeah yeah, it felt like it was made from the heart. So he's not—he's not just catering because it's his friend. It was <laughs> le- legitimately real good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of restaurants like that that we might not have access to if you don't read, you know, the language. Um, I mean, you guys did some Japanese lessons, which is really impressive because um, a lot of people come out, you know, with nothing. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's come in handy for you guys. Yeah. It has yeah.
1: definitely, and I know hiragana, and Mike knows katakana. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that.
0: you know what? That's the couple's combo yeah. because uh, I learned hiragana, and my uh-huh. wife learned katakana <laughs> yeah. too. So yeah, it's a common yeah. thing.
1: We don't know any kanji though, so that has been oh. difficult.
0: Well, I've yeah. yeah, I've learned like three kanji. Yeah. I could tell you what like Actually,
3: Thursday it. is. <laughs> yeah. So must shift up. What doesn't matter with you mo ice the dream out. Omoi dō ima ikanai ne. Tsukikatte na wasa. Dō natte sono sora Its mono attari no star demo doko made ikatte How
0: about this? What is your biggest takeaway from coming to Japan? Like, what has left the biggest impression so far?
1: Um, I guess just the feeling of being totally safe and comfortable has had, like, the biggest impact on me. Um, There's really, you know, nothing else that can replace your safety. That's probably the most important thing, especially while traveling. You want to feel safe because you don't know what to do otherwise if there's a language barrier. Um, Besides that, probably just how friendly everyone is and accommodating to us being tourists like we haven't had any bad experiences we've had so many people go out of their way just to you know help us on the street which would never happen at home Mm -hmm. ever um so yeah just the people and the atmosphere
0: i think back to a lot of times where i was in la and you see somebody struggling you know um and you could probably go over and help them and stuff. And I'm sure I was one of those people that kind of like ignored at times. Uh, And I really regret that. I feel like um, if I do go back, you know, I'm going to be a lot more patient with Mm -hmm. people that... um, I I was already pretty patient. You know, I worked at like, you know, a lot of customer service jobs. So, so, I mean, I kind of had like, you know, some empathy for people that were kind of lost or something. Right. But I didn't know quite how to approach it. Mm -hmm. I do feel like something Japanese people have taught me is like kind of the etiquette for like helping yeah. somebody out you know Where um, yeah. and I'm more I'll do it now if I see somebody who looks really lost mm-hmm. you know I'll say are you looking for a certain place or is mm-hmm. there any you know anything you need help with and hopefully I'm, you know I've helped a few people mm-hmm. hopefully they haven't just went oh yeah and I took safe. them in the wrong direction yeah. maybe you guys today yeah. are yeah. like oh we gotta go with this weird guy from Japan 2.0 um uh, how about you any any takeaways from yeah. your your travels?
2: I guess like my biggest takeaway is that like coming here sort of changes your idea of what a big city can be. Like all the big cities back home, like you know, we're familiar with Detroit because we lived uh, in that city for a little while. We visited Chicago a lot. Um, and like the idea that those like the city so separate from nature is a lot different here because like, a lot of times it's so intertwined like we're sitting in a park right now and there's like beautiful trees and everything everywhere and uh even when we were strolling through golden guy we like ended up on a side street that was just a beautiful like that you'd never know that it was a street away from people getting hammered like it was just picturesque yeah it was picturesque and and everyone was walking in dead silence so I think for me it's just definitely opened my eyes to like what um what kind of cities there are big cities are and they don't like not necessarily every big city is uh like gritty and dangerous it's uh it's got its own vibe all all the cities in japan have definitely had their own vibe but they have that going for them
0: yeah one thing that i always noticed was that the nature is kind of they kind of preserve some nature even though like there's sky rises and like shops everywhere or bars and red light districts and all this stuff there's still pockets of nature like in the middle of like a town and this park I think is pretty weak compared to like some of the some of the parks that I have around my neighborhood (laughs) Mm -hmm. and stuff but um but I still think it's pretty pretty awesome that they have this you know I mean yeah, yeah and there's some interesting uh, walking going on. I think that's some <laughs> Olympic walking. You know that? The shuffle. That, the shuffle, yeah. Um, mm. But you get to see a lot of amazing stuff in these parks yeah. too, which yeah. is really great. Um, I'm
1: to, oops, sorry. No, well, I think please. another big thing that it's taught me about being here is that when I get back home, I want to like work harder. Because I feel like before we came here, both of us were kind of just like coasting and like you know just working i was working a retail job actually quit right before i came here mike works at a grocery store and both of us took the semester off of school so you know kind of doing nothing but now i feel like once we go back i'm really gonna push myself to you know work hard and try to get back here as soon as i can
0: yeah uh, so you guys think you have a future in Japan? Like you you could see yeah. yourselves living out here? Yeah, for we've sure. we been
1: planning for a, a long time now, yeah. I guess. Before we came, I guess my goal has always has been for a long time to you know, permanently be here someday and now it seems even more achievable now yeah. that we've
2: come. Yeah. Yeah, at first it seemed like, you know, everybody t- like tells you how expensive it is to get over here and you know, once you actually just set the goal in in your head and, you know, you work towards uh, that, like, you work towards that goal, it's really, actually falls together pretty nicely. Like, I mean, I I don't even really know how to phrase it. Like, it seemed like it was going to be so difficult to get tickets and get a place to stay, and it would, like, just add up to be astronomical. And, like, once we just finally sat down and worked towards it, it was pretty easy, and I'm sure living here is a whole nother uh, bucket of
0: worms or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I think we definitely uh, would have a future here. Now I think you guys, if you already have done this, I think it's really the first step is to come yeah. visit. <laughs> um, I, it, for me, it was coming to visit. I spent nine days, which is a lot less time than you guys did. I'm so envious of that. Yeah, like a month would have been awesome. Uh, I mean, now I live here, so I'm sure you guys are envious, you know, of me, right? Uh, but uh, but I, love, um, I love hearing, you know, people's new experiences. And I just think that, like, you know, hearing it, seeing it through fresh eyes and stuff is always, like, really inspiring to me. And I think coming here has always inspired me. I mean, I, I kind of like was like you, Jordan, where I, I've had a dream to come to Japan since I was, like, a little kid. And at least just to see it, you know, and uh, when I found out that there was a potential that I could live here. I mean, honestly, my whole school career was based on coming to Asia and Mm -hmm. teaching in Asia. And I really didn't have like a (laughs) big goals. This was like it. Uh and Dave and I have talked about it a lot on the podcast mm-hmm. where after we finished and now that we're both here in Japan it's kind of like we have to s- create new goals and right. start start over from scratch a little bit because this was the goal, the goal. right yeah. um but but now that I've lived here uh, and my wife and I are comfortable and we're uh-huh. you know getting our life set up and it's taken yeah a year and a half or mm-hmm. two years to really get uh Super comfortable, you know, and have a nice apartment and all that stuff um, Now that you once you do it like it's not that bad, you know Like once you finally come out to Japan and you think oh it'd be so hard to communicate with people and stuff You realize that there's a lot of ways that you can do it, you know, I mean you don't have to speak Japanese um, It's good. It, it pays right. to speak Japanese. Yeah. So yeah. if you continue your studies, that's great but um, but there are a lot of opportunities, you know, to get started and then you could learn Japanese from here or, um, you know, you could go on to, to do other businesses. You might start off as teachers or or you, you might get into an industry that's, you know, um, one of those industries, you know, like an industry that's not teaching. Um, and people, there are people that do that all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in fact, I, I see some... Um, parents of some of the students that I taught I'm sure some of the students oh. I taught are here today I'm surprised nobody's come over yet but uh, in fact I see a couple of my students right now but um like some of the parents do cool stuff like voice acting and they do the voices on subways and stuff like that and if you could get into the, those industries I mean that's kind of like you know, something other something than teaching you that you do. can do yeah
1: I'm interested in so right now um I quit my job to go full-time with my ebay business Mm -hmm. basically i resell clothes Uh, i go to the thrift store buy stuff for cheap and flip it yeah Um, and i've noticed here that there is a huge market for american vintage (laughs) Um, so i'd be interested in maybe exploring that option Mm. a little bit more and seeing what could be done along those lines.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's a niche that's like mm. big, especially here in Osaka where we're and right where we are, yeah. that's like a huge deal.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would like we've both uh, been kinda doing that. Like I work at Trader Joe's as my full time gig and then uh great I kind of Tamales. Yeah. <laughs> tamales are, are popular. Uh yeah, but aside from that, like, I helped Jordan out uh, on the side. And we've kind of talked about, like, wanting to run our own store sometime in the future. So that would be a really cool avenue to end up at. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, I wouldn't mind teaching for a little while either. I'm, I, uh, I'm an English student right now, and I'm about to graduate. So
0: if I had to do that for a little bit to live here, I'd be, I'd be a-okay with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, get your licensing and stuff mm-hmm. because um, then you could teach like literature. Yeah, I otherwise would like you're just teaching English as a second language. Ooh. You know, which is uh, which is fun and yeah. it could be rewarding in its own right. But um, but it's not for everybody. You know, uh, but yeah, it's really awesome. Well, I hope we can stay in touch and I hope okay. you guys can. Um, uh, I hope you tell me. You know, if you guys come visit again, you know, we could hang out in Osaka. Um, uh, you get, hopefully you get to meet David next time, oh, yeah, you know, as I'm cool. sure he'd be thrilled to meet you. And, um, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear more about like your, your travels and stuff. And if you guys, uh, do come back to Japan, you know, make sure you hit me up. You could come back on the Japan 2.0 podcast um, whenever okay. you like. Um, you know, it was a, a pleasure for me oh, to yeah, meet I, you, you know, and, um, likewise. I feel like and a
1: fan, super fan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm laughs> yeah. so yeah. excited. Oh yeah. I, I was meaning to ask, how did you hear about the podcast?
1: Um, so there's, uh, app, a podcast app called Podcast Addict, Yeah. and I think I just typed in Japan, trying to look for different podcasts about Japan, and, um, I did download a lot of them, and I listened to a lot of different ones, but this one really stuck with me because it was more underground, um, <laughs> uh not like the big like touristy things to do like things that I'm actually you know interested in so it's always really cool subject matter um yeah so it's the only one I continued with
0: oh wow (laughs) that's a big compliment yeah Yeah, thanks um yeah uh, we've been having I mean we enjoy doing it and it was always good to have some interactions with you online so um yeah let's keep it up you yep, know and let's sure. uh let's definitely stay in touch and when you guys move out to japan we'll have a big party okay, okay. that sounds great yeah <laughs> sounds
1: good.
0: all right well so this was a japan 2.0 special um you know from the japan 2.0 meetup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unofficial meetup uh yeah i really appreciate you guys coming on and uh yeah let's uh so let's much. do this again for sure okay. thank you yeah enjoy the rest of your time in japan
3: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Once again, I'd like to thank Jordan and Mike for coming on the podcast. I had an amazing time with you guys. If you come back to Osaka, please contact me and uh, we'll hang out again. Uh, And that extends to the whole Japan 2.0 community. Um, We love hearing from you guys. Uh, You know, it's the community that makes the podcast, right? I mean, we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have listeners and we didn't have people communicating with us. So please don't be shy, you know, be like Jordan and Mike and contact us. Talk with us. We're happy to hear from you. Um, please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we're at iTunes at Japan 2.0. Um, leave us a five-star review, write a review, and we'll read it on the podcast. Um, we love hearing from you on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can leave us a message there and we'll communicate with you through that as well. You could also find us at Japan 2.0 at WordPress.com. That's our blog. And you could see a lot of, you know, it's one thing that we don't talk about a lot on the podcast, but we put a lot of cool pictures that go along with these podcasts. And um, if you just listen on iTunes, you might not see some of the artwork and the. the little blurbs that we write on every episode I know that's really selling it but um, you should definitely check it out the the blog is coming out really good and we have you know we have a pretty good community on the blog so I want to shout out all the people um, the WordPress people that are following us and um, thanks for subscribing and listening Well, this episode of Japan 2.0 was a little bit different, but I still have a song of the show. Today we're going to hear Sail Away by the group Stutz. Stutz is actually one guy. He's an MPC artist, so he plays um, a sampler. So if you see his live performances or his music videos, he's playing an MPC sampler and just playing the beats that he's creating live and i definitely think you should check out more of his music uh his album pushing is really good and i highly recommend it and i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did and um yeah till next time peace
3: I